Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today I have on the line Paige Arnoff Fenn. Paige is the founder and CEO of global marketing and digital branding firm Mavens and Moguls, based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Her clients include Microsoft, Virgin, the New York Times Company, Colgate, as well as several venture-backed startups and nonprofit organizations. Paige sits on several boards and is a popular speaker and columnist who has written for Entrepreneur and Forbes. Today, we are going to be talking all about personal branding, which she is a profound expert at. So I am so excited today. Paige, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff, for having me. I'm psyched to be here. Thank you so much for joining me. So I want to take a minute and, you know, first of all, get to know you a little bit, right? You've, uh, you know, I looked at your LinkedIn, you know, I looked at your website. You have got everything going on (laughs) in this space. So can you please take a few minutes to bring us up to speed to who you are and why you're amazing? Well, thank you so much. Um, So I started uh, my professional life on Wall Street in the 80s. Michael Douglas had just won the Oscar for the first Wall Street movie, and I was hooked. And I realized pretty quickly that was not a great career path for me. And I went back for my MBA and rebranded myself to be a marketing person. And I started my marketing career at places like Procter & Gamble and Coca-Cola, big Fortune 500 companies, classic uh, consumer products, packaged goods companies. So I was a classically trained marketer who got bitten by the dot-com bug in the mid to late 90s and joined three startups consecutively as the head of marketing. And all three had great exits. I was very fortunate. I'm not Sheryl Sandberg. I didn't work for LinkedIn or Google or Facebook, but they all had positive exits. So I call them my three base hits, made a little money three times and had a ball. But when 9-11 hit, marketing really got zeroed out of almost everybody's budget. So 20 years ago, I had just gotten out of my third startup. We had just gone public and were sold. And um, people still had marketing problems. They just no longer had marketing departments. So I had people who were available. I had projects that needed help and I put them together. And I called the women the marketing mavens and the guys the marketing moguls. And here we are 20 years later, still going strong. So it's kind of um, be careful what you wish for. I never wrote a business plan. I never thought I'd be doing this 20 years later. My longest job before this was about three and a half years. And as we were joking before the podcast, I think I'm officially unemployable now. If I get sick of my boss this time, I'm dead um, because I've worked for myself for so long, but I love it. I love helping our clients find the right words and pictures to tell their stories. 
What an amazing story because you have all of that classical marketing experience, you know, in those big firms that everyone wanted to be in, right? And then you also had the startup. Like I also worked in a few startups and those are just really fun environments because it's like, hey, I want to wear this hat, <laughs> you know, go ahead and wear it. You know, like, it, you know, this is what we need done. This is what we, you know, this is what needs to happen. And I was like, great. You know, I really thrived in those, in those kind of environments. And I think it's really poignant also that you made this decision to go solo right when the tools that we needed in order to do so were coming into vogue, right? Because like, you know, let's face it, you know, 20 years ago, you couldn't put a billboard up on the interstate unless you knew somebody, right? Or unless you knew somebody on Madison Avenue or whatever it is. Or you had a lot of money. You know, the brands I worked for at P&G and Coke had multi-million dollar budgets. And most of my clients are pretty scrappy. So um, today, like you said, you don't have to be a household name to have a great marketing plan. That is so true. And really what happens is that when you're building this, you know, whether you're building a small company or a small brand and you want to bring it up to scale, there are a number of things you need to worry about, right? And I think one of the one of the coolest things that's really come into vogue, uh, you know, over the past, I don't know, five years or so, I'd say five, five to seven years is when it really came to the forefront is your own personal brand right? Because I paid a professional to write my resume and I looked at it and I'm like, yeah, I'd hire that guy. But guess what? No, nobody else did. Right. <laughs> and what happened was, you know, I needed to put something together that would make me interesting to other people. I know that once I get in front of somebody, I can usually convince them to buy. I can usually convince them to hire me. But just getting in front of in front of those people is really you know, it wasn't that easy 10 years ago, right? You know, it's like we didn't have LinkedIn. You know, Facebook was, I don't know, a joke. And, you know, LinkedIn comes around. It's like, yeah, we're going to be your your resume on steroids. Okay, hotshot. You know, let's see how, uh, uh, you know, how well that uh, that worked. But now all of these tools have come to the forefront. Well, it's interesting. A lot of clients, when they first hire us, they say to me, I'm not really a brand. I mean, I'm not Richard Branson. I'm not Jeff Bezos or LeBron James or Na- Naomi Osaki or Ariana Grande. Those people are brands. Me, I just run a small business. I'm an attorney. I'm an accountant. I'm a life coach. And I argue that today, everybody is a brand. And I think with all the platforms and all the social media options out there, if you don't already think of yourself as a brand, my goal for this podcast, my one big tip tonight, today is I want everybody to think of themselves as a brand. It's so important. Whether you're a solo practitioner, you work at a small business, or you're part of a big company, everybody today needs to think of themselves as a brand because that is your ticket to success. Exactly. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. So I would like to put to you then with someone who comes from the PNG who you sell toothpaste and the mouthwash and you know all that great stuff. How do you leverage the uh, the knowledge that you built up over there in order to apply it to a human being? You know, how do you even first of all convince people that a personal brand is a real thing? And yes, you can achieve it. You know, in this lifetime, you don't need to be Richard Branson, Joe Rogan, Howard Stern, list off whoever you want right? How does that work? How do you, you know, like, how do you approach that? So you have to start where you are and everybody has strengths, weaknesses. And if you start looking at yourself as a brand and you talk to the people that know you best, what do they think you're good at? What do they think you're great at? You know, you need to find out where you are unique, special, and different and really 
take those uh, take those strengths and crank them up. And it doesn't matter what category you compete in. You know, we work with attorneys and there are a million attorneys out there and some specialize, some are more general business attorneys. Well, we, we have some attorneys that we've worked with who got in on the ground floor when the cannabis industry was just starting out. And they took on some of these uh, cannabis companies right at the very beginning. And as you now know, a lot of those businesses have just exploded and they have really made a name for themselves in this new area. And so anybody that's even tangentially playing in the cannabis uh, arena now thinks that this is the law firm that they need to partner with because they've been doing it longer than anybody they know the ins and outs, and that's their hook. That's their niche. We've worked with financial planners. And again, money managers, financial planners, they can be a dime a dozen. But there's a woman we've worked with who wanted to really carve out her own personal brand. And she realized that her sweet spot, her niche was working with women that through some transition in life, maybe they inherited a lot of money from a parent who died, a spouse who died, maybe they went through a divorce and got got a big, big alimony. Uh, Maybe they won the lottery. But these are women that have come into a lot of money quickly, and they needed someone to help them think it through and manage it. And she became the go-to source. So anybody that Um, If you knew someone who had just recently divorced, recently inherited a lot of money, she was the go-to person. And it's like every time that person was at an event, out to dinner, talking to a neighbor, her name would come up if you talk to her. She's really a good person. You should get to know her. And after the third or fourth time somebody said it, she thought, wow, I think I really need to know this person. So it, it instead of pushing your message out there, it becomes a pull because you have created this niche and you own that real estate in your customer's mind so that they think of you first when they need your help. That's the the ticket. Okay, so great. So you laid out the groundwork for what a personal brand is, why people need it. How do you approach it? Right. I mean, there are so many platforms to be on now. How do you figure out, like, you know, should I go full force in LinkedIn? Should I go full force in Instagram? You know, these are all viable platforms and both do wonders for your personal brand, depending on what it is you're trying to do. So, I, again, I, I keep coming back to what is authentic to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you should not spread yourself too thin. Where are you the strongest? For me personally, it's LinkedIn. Um, My clients look for me on LinkedIn. It's a more professional platform. And it's, it's more than an online resume or Rolodex. It's really the foundation for a trusted relationship in the digital world. When people hear about me, if we've got a call scheduled, if someone recommends me, the first thing people do is they Google you. And if you're on LinkedIn, that's probably one of the first hits that's going to come up. So when people click on that, what do they learn about you? What is that brand? What is that first impression? I think the worst thing that can possibly happen to you today is if people Google you and you don't show up at all. If you're invisible online today, you're invisible, period. You have to have an online presence to exist today because for people to return your call, to want to have a meeting, to want to have a conversation with you, they want to know that you're important, who you are, what you stand for, do you have any connections in common, that back channel, like the fact that you and I have multiple people that know each other, that gives me confidence that you're really who you say you are. 
Am I on Facebook or Twitter? No. For me, that is not a platform where people are looking to find me and it doesn't play to my strengths. So I would say my advice is always pick one or two things that are authentic to you. If you like blogging, then blog. If you like tweeting, then tweet. But make sure you have a consistent presence across whatever platforms you're on and be committed to the platforms that you choose. If you start a blog, you need to keep it up. If you start a blog and you blog three times the first week and then once the second week and then you don't blog again for two weeks and then you forget for a month, that's diluting your personal brand. You look flaky. You don't look like you're serious. If you're very snarky on Twitter and you're very buttoned up and professional on LinkedIn, you're not really building a authentic, consistent brand. I don't know which person's going to show up for the meeting. So I want to make sure people understand that you need to play to your strengths and be consistent and you don't need to be everywhere. Don't spread yourself too thin and be committed to whatever platforms that you're on. I love that you brought up that point, but what can someone do? Okay, so, you know, pretty much all of us in the professional world have a, let's just call it decent uh, LinkedIn profile. You know, you have a profile picture, you have a cover photo, hopefully you put something in there that uh, conveys, you know, a little bit better of who you are and why you're amazing. You also have that tagline. You have about 200 characters now where you can tell people, I'm I'm in lead gen, I'm in uh, marketing, I'm in, you know, I'm in software, whatever it is, right? But once you put all that out there, like what's the next step? Like how do you get people to start recognizing you as the expert as opposed to just finding you amongst a hundred thousand other people who happen to be in marketing? So if you're in professional services like marketing, PR, digital marketing, one great thing that I've personally benefited from and a lot of my professional service clients leverage as well is content marketing and thought leadership. So whether you're publishing articles yourself, you're being quoted in other people's articles, you're um, sharing articles that you read that you think your audience might be interested in. If you become that go-to source, you're you're the gatekeeper, you're the person that's vetting content and sharing it with your network. That is a great way to build a brand. We are all inundated with so much information, technology, data constantly. And if you have a few trusted sources that you go to, I love it when people say to me, there's so much out there about marketing. It's all so confusing. You are my go-to marketing person. We all have that tech friend who reads all the technology trades. They read all the blogs. And when you're looking to get an upgraded computer or phone or camera or whatever, you call that go-to source. Who is that trusted source that you go to? That person's brand is the tech guru. I want to be the marketing guru. You know, do you want to be the finance guru? Who are those people in your network that can kind of vet all the noise out there and cull it down to the essential important stuff so that when they pick up the phone or email you and say, I have a marketing problem, can you help me? That you actually know where to where to go, what to do and how to help. That is how to leverage LinkedIn so that you know, you're, you are the, the screen, if you will, that kind of separates the wheat from the chaff. Like basically, this is all noise. Here's what you need to know about. And if you've got that trusted brand relationship with them, they're going to listen to you. And if you don't lead them wrong, they'll come back to you next time and the next time. And they'll refer people when they have a problem, they're going to say, 
Don't even worry about it. Call Paige, call Mavens and Moguls. They're amazing. They solve my marketing problem. They will solve yours. That's what you want to be known for. I love that advice. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think the other, you know, like the other big point, and this was something that, uh, you know, I only came across, you know, like earlier this year was that everyone starts with zero followers, right? And even if you haven't built up a list, you know, like, uh, you know, take any name you want, right? You know, Gary V, you know, uh, Russell Brunson, any of these marketers, they all started from zero, right? And what do they do? They just kept on putting out more content, you know, in serving their particular niche to the highest level. And that's, that's how they built it. And they did it by being authentic. They did it by being honest and they just put so much more out there without the intention of receiving something in return that it just became like, you know, something, this is the person who I need to go forward with. And if, and when I am ready to pay him or them, uh, you know, to help me, you know, propel this even farther and faster Then I know exactly who to call. Absolutely. And they, they're building a consistent brand, a trusted brand. And like you said, people have said that to me, you put out so much for free. Why do you do that? And, you know, I had a client call me one day and say, you know, I've been basically, you know, stalking you online for years. You've given me so many great tips. I finally have a budget. And now I think if you give this away for free, you must be really good. I can't wait to pay you to find out what I'm going to learn. That's even better than all the things I've learned for free. Free. And that's a great position to be in. And like you said, it takes a lifetime to build a great reputation. There is no such thing as an overnight sensation. You know, as I said, I started my company right after 9-11 and the market, you know, the stock market had crashed and people were panicked and marketing budgets got cut left and right. And a few years later, you know, we had already, I think within three years, we had already become a seven-figure agency and people said, oh my God, you just started and you're an overnight sensation. And I said, that's not true. I've been building my reputation and my brand on Wall Street, in corporate America, at the startups. My very first clients and customers came from people that knew me in a previous life or recommended me to people that hired me. So, you know, if you look at the Olympics, the Tonys, the Grammys, the Oscars, it's a lifetime of achievement that culminates in these great awards. It's not something that these people just wake up and they become an Oscar winning, you know, songwriter or singer or actress. That's just not the way it works. It's about planting seeds, cultivating those relationships, being consistent over a long career, and then the roads converge into something that really explodes when, you know, I feel like all roads of my career in life have culminated in Mavens and Moguls and provided me a platform to do work I really love. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think a lot of people really need to hear that. They need to hear that often. And until it gets into their head and they take action on it, they should hear it again. Thank you so much for sharing that. Paige, can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about your company and how they can connect to you directly? So I think you've got my LinkedIn um, up on the screen. That's always a good way to find me. Um, I found out from one of my clients, um, a venture capitalist I ran into at an event, and she said to me, I have a hyphenated last name. I have a company that's got two names. And she said, oh, I had this portfolio company that needed marketing. And I just, I couldn't remember. All I could remember was Paige and Mavens. I couldn't remember your last name. I couldn't remember the full name of your company. So I just Googled Paige and Mavens and you popped right up. And that's how she found 
found me. So the, the truth is, I'm pretty easy to find if you um, have any version of my name spelled correctly and correctly, hyphen, no hyphen. All roads pretty much lead, <laughs> lead to me, which is kind of a blessing and a curse. If it's not a brand you're proud of, they're going to find you. So you have to really plant great seeds so that when, when uh, people need you, they find you and you're exactly as advertised online. I love it. And my website, my website, mavensandmoguls.com, all spelled out, um, mavensandmoguls.com. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. Paige, I love that you came in today. I love that you were able to drop some, you know, some really honest and tangible advice, you know, for everyone on the show. Thank you for joining me today. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's been so fun. And I hope people are convinced um, that they are, uh, they very much have and are a, a personal brand and that I hope they take my advice to heart and be the best brand they can be. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.